I'm Abby. And I'm Allie. And it's about, about time for true crime. crime. Hey. hey, how are you? I was gonna say when you said I'm Abby, I'm like, and I'm stuffy. Because <laughs> I am. I am on the upswing of a cold slash flu slash not none of those things because apparently the air quality was so bad here in new england that yeah it caused me to get double ear infection double ear infection and sinus issues and i'm still not out of the woods and it's been Uh, over a week so well i'm glad that you went to urgent care and got your little prescription but i can't imagine how bad one of your ear infections must be that you totally didn't realize you had another. Yeah, I didn't. I was like, wow, my right ear is killing me. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's definitely not good. That's yeah. infected. She's like, let me look at the other one. I'm like, oh, but the other one doesn't hurt. She goes, oh, yeah, no, this one's infected, too. Just not <laughs> as bad. I'm like, well, that that oh. makes that makes sense. That that. Yeah. yeah. And then when I went to go to the pharmacy, I wasn't feeling well. Oh. And. I pull up they had like just gotten my script so I was like hi can I get this and they're like um we're remodeling and no remodel my ass I'm like please (laughs) I'm begging you I'm like it's amoxicillin like it's the big horse pill yep take a handful throw it in an orange container and give it to me and i'll give you a 20 like yeah. i don't <laughs> like please i'll bring the actual script script somewhere else but like please. i am i am not drug seeking i don't want to have to take these amoxicillin is not like a party fun time woohoo like- no <laughs> no they're terrible but i uh, need it because um apparently i have lots going on now and i don't feel well <laughs> so. and so he was like no he's like but you could try this one so then i had to drive like all over and go get it and it was a whole mess but moral of the story if you feel like something's off go to the doctor yeah that too (laughs) drain it out drain it all out yeah it was it's so uh, that being said yeah i'm a little off i'm a little like disoriented because when your ears are messed off you're like fair out of balance and everything and and you get that like weird vertigo like dizziness yes you can't judge any depth no. For some reason, like, perception of depth is all fucky. Fucky? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is, though. <laughs> and um, the weather we've had, at least here in New England, has been rainy and humid. So humid and oh my stormy gosh. and just... So I don't think that that's, like, good for anyone. I don't think anybody's feeling 100% right now, so... I was with Sam, and Sam was like, I don't live in the Pacific Northwest for a reason. It's been raining for weeks, and it's still on the ca- like calendar for days and days. Yeah, I think we had the rainiest June in like history yeah. or something like that i forget whatever it was it broke some kind of record for like our inches per day or something came like that. late yeah yeah so we got a we lot. got kind of screwed but hopefully that just means that the rest of the summer will be nice yeah. and sunny and happy and hopefully this shit goes away because i'm sick of sounding nasally and yes yucky and feeling yucky and also i'm just tired of getting up and being like wow i could go right back to bed uh-huh yep and it's stormy and gross out so why do i want to leave like i just want to snug my cat but you know what it does make really good weather for like snuggling up and listening to like your favorite true crime podcast it absolutely does or reading a good mystery book or just any book for that matter all of the all of the above and i am 
so excited because I've actually been like hyper fixated on the case I'm going to do today for weeks. And that has actually been what I've been doing with the rainy days. No, I love that. (laughs) It's the best time to just research and like snug up, have your laptop, you know, watch some things, listen to some things, read some things. Get the little kitty next to me. Yep. Light a candle. It's perfect. Drink your water. Oh, or tea or coffee or beverage of choice or a glass of wine what have you water is the adult drink though that's what they keep telling me when i was a kid i used to think it was soda then when i could drink soda i thought it was coffee and now that i'm drinking coffee well then i thought it was alcohol and then really i just realized that water is the most adult drink i hate it It sucks and i'm gonna pretend it's coffee why are we in such a rush to grow up i don't know why nobody didn't okay you know billy madison where one kid's like i can't wait to get to high school and he grabs his shoulders and he's like shaking him he's like do not wish that do not leave (laughs) that's i wish someone did that to me as a kid (laughs) yes stay young forever (laughs) i know i was in such a rush i'm like okay well now i'm exhausted working full-time yeah real ass bills real Ugh. ass student loans Ugh. real ass doctor's appointments making them myself oh, who know. tricked me who <laughs> i can't even i just want to talk mom <laughs> ma'am why did you raise me to do this well i want to go home and live with you i don't want to do it anymore <laughs> make my lunch please i don't want crust i know <laughs> i feel like this is a great segue into oh, what we're going to be talking one. about because um, we had good moms. Yeah, that's true. A lot of people um, don't have the same experience, and I recognize that. And today is a big example of someone who did not luck out on the mom lotto. No, this one angers me. Yes. Frustrates me. Pains me. <laughs> I I want to throw something. So I am just going to say... This case is long enough that it is going to be a two-parter. Yes. Um, part one today is just kind of going to be introduction, what happened, and we're going to leave off at the crime. Oh, my And then God. part two is going to be the investigation and, like, all the trials and everything coming out. Ooh. So this one should be kind of fun, a little bit, like, cliffhangy, but the next one will be so extra good that it'll be crazy. Tell me everything. Okay. All right. Well, in that case... Howdy holla hey to all you pod pod party people. Welcome back to your favorite true crime podcast. Oh, you guys. You don't have to say that. (laughs) You shouldn't have. You should have. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I have been aching for another deep dive. So in an attempt to do this well, I'd like to do a deep dive on the Gypsy Rose Blanchard case. Hell yeah. For those of you who know the story, fabulous. I'm so fucking excited. Um, For those of you who don't, uh, it is a lot. Um, That's why we're here. We're here to help you. <laughs> yes. And not only is it well known, I think kind of generally, like it came out to be big a few years ago, maybe six or something. Um, but it's also super complex and very nuanced. And I wanted to get into some of that and do it well. Like I really wanted to do this justice. Hell yeah. Because I'm invested in it. I think it's fascinating. And also one of our characters here is gonna be up for parole right quick so i think it's a good time to do this to sort of get the no before Mm -hmm. you know any changes choices decisions are made 
But before we get too far into anything, I'd like to give a few trigger warnings, resources I used, and some pertinent vocab for what we're going to be talking about. Oh, and of course, because we're your favorite podcast, so, so nice of you to say that. Um, I did just want to remind you to please review, rate, and subscribe before we get into anything. It just helps us so much, not only in like terms of growth, but also in terms of building a relationship with the ATFTC fam. I mean, Allie and I do this in her kitchen, hmm. and we have been doing it in her kitchen long before we started recording. So it's very cool for us to get to know who's tuning in. And of course, a big thank you right along with that because it's just so nice and helpful. But back to a story of abuse, murder, dream houses, fraud, multiple personalities, and BDSM. So first. That's a lot. We're going into trigger warnings. Okay. So obviously there is child abuse. There is severe mental illness and likely severe attachment disorders. Yeah. This Um, is just your little heads up of what we're getting into today murder this is gonna be a weird one but just like theoretical rape some medical negligence and just a a bunch of stuff i'll try to be really poignant about bringing them up before we get there and again there is going to be some weird bdsm stuff that's gonna come so i'll try to just tell you before that if you need to like skip forward or anything not a big deal but I'll, i'll try to make sure that's known before we get there second i'll go through the sources Uh, I wanted to make it known, I obviously have seen all of Hulu's special, The Act, with Joey King as like the lead for Gypsy Rose. However, as that is also dramatized, and it should be known that like Gypsy Rose in real life had a few notes for that that I don't think they necessarily took into consideration. And I'd like to make sure that most of this is coming from her mouth. If you haven't seen The Act, I highly recommend it as checking it out as a way to get into this, but it's a great place to start. It's a really bad place to stop. (laughs) Yes. Um, I also wanted to say that I listened to a few podcasts um, and also watched a bunch of documentaries on this. So I used A&E's Killer Cases episode. I think it's like season one, episode 10. I watched Apple TV's Gypsy's Revenge. I watched HBO's series on this, Mommy Dead and Dearest. And also... um, I think those last two, the Apple TV and the HBO documentaries were my favorite because so much of it was from Gypsy's mouth directly because I wanted to know from her perspective what happened. Yeah, we rarely get the chance to hear things in people's own words sometimes. And when we have that opportunity, listen. I'm going to take it, you Mm -hmm. know. And lastly, some vocab terms. We'll be talking about a lot of mental health and illness in this case. Down below, I will include a link of vocabulary terms. So if you get confused anywhere along the line, um, you have not only our voices to listen to describe some of it, but also you'll have a sheet to reference in case we're past it and you're like, I was doing the dishes and zoned out. And now what? (laughs) Because I do that. I like it. Um. It is a pretty comprehensive list, and I'll make sure that I have my sources there, too. The biggest one, though, that we're going to be talking about is Munchausen's by proxy, which, according to WebMD, is a disorder marked by attention-seeking behavior by a caregiver to those who are in their care. Um, It's confusing, and personally, I don't think it really does this disorder justice. So I want to be known that I use the DSM-5 for a lot of my definitions. That's the Diagnostic, Diagnostic Statistical Manual. Um, the fifth edition, (laughs) 
which basically just describes all of the mental illnesses that are out there and helps psychologists determine which one you have based off of like your symptomology. Now, my DSM-5 kindly reminded me that Munchausen's by proxy is now called factitious disorder imposed upon another. So I will be doing my best to call it the new name. But just so you know, Munchausen's and factitious disorder, they're the same thing. So they might be a little bit interchangeable. Hmm. All right, moving onward. We're going to travel. We're going to travel in place and also time. I love so that. So buckle up, hands and feet inside the pod at all times, please. Okay. Um, ask us questions at any time. They don't need to be saved for the end. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just shout them out when you have them. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. No need to raise your hand. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're going to go to Springfield, Missouri. It's June 14th, 2015. Now, in 2015, there's a lot happening. Hello by Adele came out. Whippin' Nene, sweeping the nation. Oh, my. As is One Direction's Drag Me Down. Okay, that brings me back. Yep. So this is where we're at right now. Okay. Culturally, we're dealing, at least in the U.S., with SCOTUS finally legalizing gay marriage. There was that ISIS attack on Paris, and politics got naughty leading up to the 2016 election. So this is the world we're in right now. Gotcha. Also going on in 2015, the body of Dee Dee Blanchard was found killed in her home in Springfield, Missouri. See, a mother and a daughter duo, Dee Dee and Gypsy Rose Blanchard, moved to Springfield, Missouri seven years earlier in 2008. Habitat for Humanity built the two a house where they lived happily up until one night on June 14th. Dee Dee and Gypsy's shared Facebook account. It's called Djip Blanchard, which I think is funny as hell. Djip? Yep, because they shared it. So it was yeah. D and, you know, half a yeah. gypsy or whatever. So Djip Blanchard. Oh, no. Um, got hacked and a post said something along the lines of, the bitch is dead. Oh. Now, when neighbors and friends saw this, they called in wellness checks from police. I mean, Dee Dee never spoke like that, nor did Gypsy. They were all pretty sure it was just a hacker, but they were all pretty worried because that's kind of intense, you know? So they called a welfare check only to have the terrifying post be confirmed. Dee Dee Blanchard was stabbed 17 times in her own bed. 17 Wow. So how did we get here? Let's start at the very beginning. In the words of our delightful philosopher today, Julie Andrews, Mm. a very good place to start. (laughs) (laughs) So let's go to 1991. Okay. Dee Dee Blanchard gave birth to a precious baby Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Mm. See, Gypsy Rose was Dee Dee's everything, but it became a jarring and tumultuous journey for Dee Dee when at just a few months old, she started to believe Gypsy had sleep apnea. Fast forward to eight years old, Gypsy had gotten diagnosed with leukemia and muscular dystrophy. Two conditions, which meant Gypsy had to be in a wheelchair permanently and could only eat through a feeding tube. Seemingly, due to these initial diagnoses, the list of Gypsy's impairments grew and grew. Not exhaustive, but the list of impairments grew to include seizures, asthma, hearing and vision problems, and a fuck ton more, honestly. Due to Dee Dee's advocacy, Gypsy was put on a slew of medications to deal with these ailments. And used her wheelchair, sleep apnea machine, and feeding tube constantly at eight years old. Oh. She's not even old enough to, like, 
know how to write cursive yet. Mm. Not to mention, Dee Dee also helped Gypsy get the care she needed, including multiple surgeries to her eyes, getting her salivary glands removed, and pulled out all of Gypsy's teeth when they started to rot from the medications. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Now, from what it seemed, Dee Dee is an incredibly dedicated mother. She poured all of her time and energy into her precious bundle of joy with very severe medical problems. So in 2008, when they moved to Springfield, Missouri, after their home was taken in Hurricane Katrina, it was beyond exciting to both that they had a home built for them from Habitat for Humanity. Due to Gypsy's needs, Dee Dee couldn't work since she had to take care of Gypsy 24-7, but that did mean that if not for the disability pay from the government and the charitable actions of others, Dee Dee and Gypsy would have significantly struggled financially. Beyond that help with the house, other people helped tremendously. In fact, Dee Dee and Gypsy also got a free trip to Disney World, paid for by another one of those charities. Oh, wow. And Gypsy got free flights to all of her medical treatments and so many other benefits. Now, behind their custom home, which in my opinion does border on a copyright for like a baby pink from Mattel, (laughs) (laughs) the closed doors hit a lot of hard truths with Gypsy and Dee Dee. To begin, when Gypsy was 14, a physician believed her to be the victim of Munchausen's by proxy, that factitious disorder imposed on another. However, due to what the physician essentially pointed to as not enough evidence, he never reported it to authorities. Especially since the two had lost everything in Hurricane Katrina, many people seemed hesitant to question a lot of this medical history since they had no means of producing any written evidence beyond what they report. It was literally a perfect storm Yeah, in that situation for them. It's all lost. Yep. No confirm, no denying, just this is what's going on. Wow. And, you know, I want to say, like, I believe in the goodness of people. I think a lot of people tried to help thinking that they were helping yep. by not making it, you know, a that scavenger much more, hunt. Or, that much more difficult for yeah. what is seemingly a single mom taking care of a very ill right fragile sweet little child even even as she grew older i mean she was still very young meant like in the way that she behaved well you think about like gypsy never got a education beyond second grade so anytime after second grade it was just her and her mom Mm. and i think that would stunt growth so much not only like behaviorally because you're only interacting with a caregiver and your mother nobody your own age nobody with the same you know, development, feelings, whatever. No, not all. No social skills. But also, I mean, she's in a wheelchair. She's not allowed to be active, so her body isn't growing healthily either. So she just sort of stays stunted at this very small, immature place for a long time. Poor thing. So in 2009, when an anonymous tip to authorities claimed that there were no medical backings to Gypsy's ailments, two workers came I believe these are like social workers from like DCFS or the Missouri equivalent, but Dee Dee was able to convince them that everything checked out and it was just a paper issue. So who were these women? Mm. Let's talk. Dee Dee Blanchard was a beauty queen in Louisiana. She worked as a nurse's aide and married a man named Rod Blanchard when she was just 24. The two conceived Gypsy Rose, according to Rod, who was born a happy, healthy baby girl. But also, according to Rod, it didn't take long for things to go south and not geographically. 
Mm. Um, see, Rod was 18 when he married Dee Dee. He was a bit younger than her. And he started to get very uncomfortable and upset when around eight months old, Dee Dee started to claim that Gypsy couldn't sleep and was an epileptic. Rod, mm. in an interview, uh, also said that it progressed from leukemia to being paralyzed from the waist down and then the muscular dystrophy. It's hard to tell from the snippet if he knew the seizures to be true, like if he had experienced them or if he was just going off of Dee Dee's word because Rod and Dee Dee were divorced only three months after getting married. Oh, wow. So I believe this was before Gypsy was born at all. Right. Um, and what this essentially left Rod in the dust with any updates on Gypsy. He just had to sort of take them at face value. Mm. But see, it wasn't until the Apple TV documentary on this case that Dee Dee started to make more sense to me. Initially, when I heard about this case and got interested and invested in it, I thought it was because factitious disorder imposed upon another was fascinating. I wanted to know all about it. And we'll talk about that soon. But what doesn't often get talked about is how Dee Dee became Dee Dee. And I wanted to talk about that today. I've been interested in this case, again, over five years and like actively reading about it for that long. But it took seeing Gypsy's revenge to ever hear someone say that Dee Dee did to Gypsy what Dee Dee's mom did to her. Hmm. I like literally shouted, what? At the TV. I've never heard anything about Dee Dee. Right? It's only ever been what she did, did to, to Gypsy, Gypsy yep. and nothing about how she ended up there. So I thought that was fascinating. So Dee Dee's full name is Claudine Ann Petrie, which is her maiden name before she changed it to Blanchard when getting married to Rod. Dee Dee was the baby. She was the sixth kid out of six kiddos, and her mom thought that she had a heart murmur. She was super sheltered. And, you know, whether or not that heart murmur was an excuse or honest, I don't know. But the other siblings said that it was used a lot as an excuse for why Dee Dee couldn't do other normal things with her siblings. So... According to some of Dee Dee's siblings, Dee Dee was her mom's shadow. She wasn't allowed to play outside with the other kids. She wasn't allowed to do chores. Where other kids slept five to a room, Dee Dee slept in the big bed with her mom. Dee Dee oh. got a car at 16. Dee Dee got to go to college. None of the other kids got anything like that. Hmm. All the other kids noted, though, that Dee Dee was crushed when her mother passed. Her mom passed, I believe, before Gypsy was born or very shortly thereafter. And they said that it didn't surprise any of them to see that Dee Dee then took a lot of that attention and gave it to Gypsy. And it resembled a lot about how her mother paid attention to her, right? Super precious baby bundle of joy. You're going to stay in with me. I'm never letting you go. You're going to be my shadow. And you're with me now. Mm. And that's it. But... Everybody also thought that she was a really good mom. Dee Dee was also tending to Gypsy constantly. She taught her a lot. She would play with her a lot. And she would just keep her safe and cared for with all of her ailments. There's a little video of Dee Dee like with Gypsy as a baby, like maybe a year old. And she's like, all right, where's your cerebellum? Which is like a part of the brain. And Gypsy could like point to a part of her head, hmm. which was pretty cool. So like she obviously was doing some stuff, you know? Right. But... Ugh. Dee Dee wasn't perfect either. I mean, she was a human. Rod said that after they got married, she had a pet tarantula and got into witchcraft. I mean, that's not really a crime. There's a lot of us that like the spooky ooky 
Yeah. But it was a little weird, right? And so it wasn't until later in my research that I watched the HBO documentary, Mommy, Dead, and Dearest. But that documentary actually interviewed other family members of Dee Dee's, hmm. including her father and stepmother. Dee Dee's father said that she was, quote unquote, something else. Okay. But said he always tried to give her anything he could, except a dog in the house. He did not want a dog in the house, which is just such a dad thing to say. <laughs> yeah. And if they got the dog, he would have loved it. Yeah. There's no bond more beautiful than a dad and the dog he didn't want. Yep. But it's just it's so pure. We'll just put a little pin in all of this and we'll revisit it later. I promise. I'll Bef- hold you to it. Before I move on to Gypsy, I do just want to say that Rod and Dee Dee met in their late teens, early 20s. Rod was 17 when they met. She was 23. Oh, OK. Yeah. And by 18, they got married and it only lasted a few months before they got divorced. That's ki- she's that's kind of gross. Yeah. Because he was a child. Like, yeah. He was a child. He was yeah. 17. Yeah. And. She you was were, 23. That's kind of, a, yeah, that's I nasty. remember, like, when I was younger, the idea of dating an older man was so, like, exciting, and I yes. thought it was so cool, and then when you get to be that age that that guy would have been, and you think of, like, how old you were, it's, it's like, repulsive to it think is. that, like, if I were 16 wanting to date a 19-year-old, or something like that, or, like, 20, let's just, like, let's make it a little more extreme. By age 20, the thought of a 16-year-old was like, ugh. Like, yeah. You just like, we're not, that's not compatible, nothing in common, you're way too young, you're a baby. Right. Well, and you grow so much in, in those, those years. years that, like, every year is an extra difference. So, like, at 16, 16, 19, even 16, 20, not that far off once you're 40 and 44, but at 16 at and yeah. 20 is, like, lifetimes because... One of you was worried about passing geometry, like basic level geometry. Uh-huh. And one of you was like, well, shit, I got bills and a, like a job and shit to do. Yeah. And probably rent or whatever. So the fact that he could be 17 and she was 23 and she's like, that's the one I want to marry him. He's and she pretty funny. much just like cradle robbed and waited till he was 18. And then it was like, let's do it. Yep. Poor thing. Didn't know what hit him. Well, and, and I she's will still say, young, too. I mean, I'm not going to say she's like, you know. Yeah, she's not like a crypt keeper, but but it's it's still icky. It, yeah. it feels weird. And I will say the only thing I think that is in their benefit is like Rod did not feel trapped. He did not feel like manipulated into it. They got it on and she got pregnant. And in all of the documentaries that he's in, he's like, it wasn't even a question growing up in the South at that time. If you had a baby, you got married. But it only took him a few months to be like, yeah, I cannot do this. I yeah. don't love you like that. But I will say. Because he's still a kid. But OK. Yeah. Right. And Rod said that he thought that Dee Dee was the best mother in the world. She was always so attentive and caring and there for Gypsy. Plus, Rod told Gypsy and Dee Dee that regardless of what was going on, he would always be there. He would always pay child support. He would always pay alimony. And he would always... He either paid entirely or for at least half of all of Gypsy's medical bills. Okay. Which is involved for someone who pretty much knocked a woman up at like 18 and left, you know? Yeah. I mean, should he have been more present in my opinion? Yes. I mean, he definitely tried to be. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But he did say- But doesn't strike me as someone who would have been like, oh yeah, let's come up with a parenting plan and you can have her sometimes. She was like gatekeeping everything. She wanted Gypsy. Yep. Yeah. And I think for the most part, he was fine with that because he's like, 
this is a very ill child and this woman seems to be a very good caretaker. Yeah. And when you're like 18, you're like, what the hell am I going to do? Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I forget that he was still a kid, but I think he was also just afraid to push too many hard questions. By all intents and purposes, he seems like a guy who really wanted to be there for his daughter. But as Gypsy grew up, her and Dee Dee moved further and further away. And Rod said he felt like they never really got to secure a bond beyond supervised short visits. Mm. Which is hard because then, you know, even your kid doesn't really know what to call you. Right. So from what I can tell, I mean, he just seems like he has a big heart, but that was not working out. Dee Dee was like, Gypsy is mine. She goes with me and we're going. But I want to talk about Gypsy because Gypsy was different. Gypsy was this little thing. She had a bald head, a wide smile, and huge glasses. She no really did. What photo you see her in? It's those three things. And she had some notable teeth in the front of her mouth and was missing a few notably in the front of her mouth for most of her life. Later, I believe she gets dentures and that's fixed. But Gypsy wore a lot of hats. She did a lot of dressing up. She'd dress up like different characters, princesses, like kind of the whole kiddo thing, you know? And she always had a big smile on her face when Dee Dee would film her, whether it was a trip to the dentist, Disney World, or a new surgery altogether. Gypsy was defined by Dee Dee for a very long time due to her dependence. I mean, she could not be alone or she wouldn't be able to move, eat, sleep, whatever she needed. She needed that constant one-on-one help. And because of this, the two seemed like best friends, inseparable, connected at the hip. But Gypsy had a rich fantasy life, and she lived in it a lot. I mean, I, I can't blame her. I get it. But Gypsy's world was pretty much entirely doctors and her home. She wasn't able to get an education past the second grade due to her declining health and inability to be in school. For a majority of her life, Gypsy's days were focused on treatment for her health concerns or spent having quote-unquote good memories because it quote-unquote wasn't likely she would live very long. So according to the doctors and diagnoses, Gypsy was like, well, I'm just doing what I can to prolong my inevitable death and everything that's not for that should be fun. Wow. Which is a hard life to live at eight years old, you know? You can't even comprehend what that means at that age. No, you don't know. And so it's it's heartbreaking, but I think that makes sense why she was so into her own fantasy world, right? Like, she You're loved fairy tales. She loved Disney. She loved anything that ended happily, you know, because for her, her story was not going to end happily. She wanted to believe that. She loved her mother, and her mother loved her, and everyone else was just a secondary character in Gypsy's story. Mm. So we're going to jump to 2005. Hurricane Katrina hit and the two became displaced and homeless in Louisiana. Eventually, they ended up in a shelter before being evacuated to Springfield, Missouri, where the two lived happily in that Habitat for Humanity Barbie dream house. (laughs) Yes. Um, The two made money through people donating government, government resources for disability and also child support from Rod. The house, Baby Pink with a big ramp for Gypsy, was on two shockingly real roads of Hope Road and Volunteer Way. Wow. Okay. Right? That Disney World trip, Make-A-Wish paid for the entire thing, including, I think, food and snacks and the airplane, everything. So they got to go to Disney World. 
Gypsy and Dee Dee even got to meet and allegedly take money from country singer Miranda Lambert. Oh. Um, and by allegedly, I mean there was a check from Miranda Lambert's personal bank account for $3,500 to the two of them. Wow. Gypsy also got to meet some of her favorite actors in Lord of the Rings. So maybe she couldn't eat pizza through her mouth, but she got a lot of once-in-a-lifetime opportunities. Yes. All under the guise that look she at this was poor... very unwell. Yeah, this poor girl isn't going to live to see 10. She, she really didn't think she would. You know, how sad is that? Which is, well, we're in 2005. Yeah. She's born in 1991. That we know of. She doesn't know this. Gypsy didn't know her age for a very long time. How concerning. It's very concerning. I know On we'll get to that later, but. 18th birthday, Dee Dee literally told Rod not to tell her happy 18th, just happy birthday, because she didn't know how old she was. Oh, so she probably thought she was like 13. Yep. Oh. So, once settled in their Missouri dream house, the two went on like normal. Gypsy had her medical treatments. Dee Dee took care of her. Um, and since Springfield, Missouri was a small town, and I'm sure it had a lot of small town charm when you first move in. Um, I mean, it probably stays, but it's a small town. So I'm, I'm not holding my breath for the charm to not wear off. Mm. But it was a really small place. So when they weren't, you know, doing treatments or resting, they were talking with the same three people as always. You know? Mm-hmm. So the pair settled in, eventually making some friends, and either due to the hullabaloo of the Habitat for Humanity house being built, or the pair's charm, or both, it was just a matter of time before the whole town got to know the two women, and they loved Gypsy. According to Gypsy's neighbor, and I think most of her childhood best friend, Aaliyah, Gypsy just wanted to be normal. She wanted to be in a relationship. She wanted to fool around with boys and find love like a Prince Charming. And all that good good that normal teenagers get hung up on, you know. Again, Gypsy's at least 14, but I don't think she even knows that she's 14. Mm. So a little bit later, we'll skip a few years. Um, It's like 2012-ish. So Gypsy is well into teenagehood, early 20s. Aaliyah and Gypsy would talk about things, you know, just like boys and makeup and fun things like that that you think about as you get older but because gypsy's care was so intense Dee Dee was always there and Dee Dee told everybody that gypsy had the mentality of a child like a 10 year old and so basically in not so many words she'd tell Aaliyah to stop perverting her hmm. which is just not great but gypsy was not being perverted by Aaliyah. Gypsy was just someone growing up and becoming an adult human. And so behind Dee Dee's back, Gypsy continued the search for Prince Charming. Gypsy signed up for a free online Christian dating site and meets a boy named Nick Godijan. They meet in October of 2012 online and she tells him everything. She tells him about her diseases, her chair dependency, and Nick Smooth talks his way into her heart, telling her that she's an angel and he'd never care about the wheelchair or any other of her diseases. Well, that sounds very sweet. It's very sweet. I think that they both are children right now. Like, <laughs> they both are just messaging online. And that's a lot of what their relationship was for a long time. 
I think it's important to note here, though, how incredibly controlling Dee Dee was. When I say that Gypsy had to do this behind Dee Dee's back, I mean she had to do it behind her back. Gypsy used Dee Dee's laptop while Dee Dee was asleep. She wouldn't do it while Dee Dee was up. Hmm. The two shared a Facebook account called Dee Blanchard, so she wasn't allowed to have her own social media. That's tough. Then when Dee Dee started to lock her laptop, because I assume she noted that it was changing location Mm -hmm. or last things that you left off on, um, Gypsy stole a phone from Walmart and used the Wi-Fi to keep talking to Nick. Wow. Then, you know, I mean, she was just like a smart little thing. And at some point, Gypsy created her own secret Facebook account that she could use just for herself without Dee Dee getting to read everything. Yep. Which seems like a pretty notable step one. You know, mm-hmm. besides Dee Dee always told Gypsy that she'd never allow her to date or get married. It just wasn't allowed to happen. Gypsy was not allowed to leave Dee Dee. So when Gypsy and Nick start a relationship, they do it secretly. They do it online. They do it long distance, but it is a relationship. Nick was going to be the prince to save Dip- Gypsy from her locked tower. Mm-hmm. Gypsy thought Nick was so romantic and according to texts between her and Aaliyah, that neighborhood friend, mm. Gypsy and Nick wanted a winter wedding with snow and a gazebo and roses. No, you don't. Nope. <laughs> it's so expensive. Anyway. So when interviewed later, Aaliyah said that she always assumed these plans were just fantasies. I mean, other people stated Gypsy had a rich fantasy life. And of course, that makes sense to me. But also for a first boyfriend and a long distance and secret boyfriend, if someone told me that, I'd probably think the same way as Aaliyah. And I'd say, okay, these aren't maybe really plans, but definitely the cute infatuation that most teenagers go through, Mm -hmm. you know? But it was a lot more than that. Nick and Gypsy were together for like two and a half to three years online before they even met in person. Wow. So Gypsy and Nick decided that they were finally going to meet. Nick was from Wisconsin, so hours away, and he actually ended up buying a bus ticket to go to Missouri, where Gypsy was, and she did it so that her and her mom would go and see the live-action Cinderella remake. Oh. This was in March of 2015, so they've been together for like two and a half years. Oh. And... Gypsy knew that her mom wouldn't approve. And I think she just really wanted like a miracle to happen and to have her mom be okay with her dating Nick. Right. So she was like, I know I won't tell her that I lied. I won't tell her that I found him online and that we've been talking for years. If we have like a natural run in like a meet cute, she'll have to like him. She'll have to approve it. But that was not how it went. Um, Dee Dee hated Nick from the first time she ever met him. Ever. So they're going to this movie. Nick shows up too, Mm -hmm. pretending he doesn't know her and like strikes up conversation. Yes. And how this goes is they're already sitting in the theater. So Gypsy, I think, is dressed up like Cinderella. Uh, um, Yeah, probably. Because, you know, she dressed up all the time. But also this seemed like one of the things her mom did kind of manipulatively. She'd be like, oh, no, you can't wear big girl clothes. Let's dress you up in something age appropriate. That was like a child's dress up costume. Yep. So I think she was dressed up as Cinderella. Nick came and Nick came alone to a children's movie without a girlfriend, without a child, just alone, dressed up in a suit and like beelined it for Dee Dee. 
and was like, hi, hello, how are you? Yeah. And so Gypsy later is, it's funny. She was like, of course you wouldn't like him. That's like really creepy. If you're just a dude hanging out in like a ch- like a child's movie without a reason to be there and you just beeline it and like make a conversation with a woman, that's kind of strange. And also... Even though we know Gypsy's older, she looks like yes. a child. Yeah. The way that she's dressed up, the way that she typically behaves, that it would be so predatory for somebody yes. to like show up notably older. Right. And try, yeah, it would look like I've got candy in my van and can you help yeah. me find my puppy? And Right. Yeah. My Nana made way too much candy, please. I'm yeah. begging you. Yeah. So obviously Dee Dee was not impressed and she moved a few rows down and before gypsy followed her she went to the bathroom so gypsy goes to the bathroom and so does nick the other plan that the two had for this movie theater exchange was that it was time for gypsy to lose her virginity uh so The two ended up having a romantic sex scene on the floor of a movie theater bathroom. I believe it was a men's room. Did you have you ever seen um, Talladega Nights? Yes. When the (laughs) when the mom's like in the in the bathroom of the Sizzler, yeah, you know, the the girls' room. He picked me. (laughs) That's this. Yeah, that is this. Yeah, they had sex on the bathroom floor of a men's bathroom in a movie theater. (laughs) Ugh. <laughs> and that's a biohazard that's disgusting yeah it is um i would say yeast infection immediately do like uh-huh. i would she'd walk away from that needing some sort of meds yeah i've got amoxicillin if she needs it <laughs> <laughs> so um the two left and just in time because they were just out by concessions when Dee Dee came to look for gypsy oh so she was pissed that the two were still talking, even though it was just in the concessions and that's all she knew. Even though she doesn't know, they just raw dogged in yeah. the bathroom. Yep. She wheeled Gypsy back to the bathroom, slapped her and called her a whore. Oh. And then they finished Cinderella and went There's home. nothing like I'd what I'd want to do after getting slapped by my mom and called a whore would be to go mm. watch the kids movie that we set out to see. Yep. So that I could raw dog it in the movie theater bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like it. Wow. Yeah. So Gypsy goes home defeated. It didn't take much for Gypsy to start panicking, though, because, again, it's been two and a half years. She's invested into this relationship with a man that she loves deeply. And her mother certainly was not allowing her to date, let alone date Nick. And Gypsy was not in a good space. She asked Nick how much he loved her, and he said he loved her very much. Gypsy said, okay, would you protect me? And he goes, I would protect you from anyone. And she says, even my mother? And he said, yes. Now, this starts the plot. Mm. But we're not going to talk about the plot yet. Okay. We're going to jump back to Dee Dee, discovered stabbed in her bed in June of 2015. Okay, so we're putting a pin. So this is not even three months after they met for this movie. Okay. When DJ Blanchard's Facebook account read, That bitch is dead, and Gypsy wasn't found in her house with her dead mother, but all three of Gypsy's wheelchairs were, P. 
people were panicking. She cannot walk. Where is Gypsy? They panicked so much to the point where neighbors or friends went over to check, like look in the house, in the Hmm. windows. They saw that the cars were there. They were confused because Dee Dee wasn't picking up a phone. Their Facebook account was hacked super weird. And they could see Gypsy's wheelchairs and no Gypsy. Yeah. So they call the police. This is a little bit fuzzy. I'll be honest with you. Um, But they seemed like they didn't really want to go in without proof of a crime because it wasn't like broken in. There Mm -hmm. was nothing that looked weird other than just they weren't answering. So I'm not sure how this worked out. But eventually one of the friends climbed in, saw that Dee Dee was there, stabbed, and Mm -hmm. then the police came in after. So I don't know if that's like a policing faux pas or maybe they jumped before they called or what. Yeah. But they did confirm that Dee Dee's body was there stabbed 17 times. And in the uproar of all of this, you know, not only from a kind, gentle, giving and selfless mother murdered in her own home, but the Facebook flaunting and that gypsy, a paraplegic, could not walk, was nowhere to be found, and all of her wheelchairs were. So they're like concerned about Gypsy, like who could have, yeah, who t- took who, her, who would take what this is poor happening. girl, yeah. So the hunt was on, and that's where we're gonna leave part one. Oh, you <laughs> asshole! Yes. So, <laughs> so Dee Dee dead in her bed, seventeen stab wounds. Gypsy unable to walk, all three of her wheelchairs located. Gypsy not located. Gypsy's upset. She wants to date Nick. She can't date Nick. She can't date Nick. But she's still dating Nick. That's where we're at. How do you feel? Oh, I know this one. I don't know all the details that you're going to go into, but I yeah. I mean, I know this one. But this one just makes me so frustrated because afterwards when everything comes out. Yeah. Oh, you just you're so torn about the whole thing. And yeah, well, and I think it's interesting, too. So, like, I tried to set this up where part one, we know as much as Gypsy. This whole time I'm going off of what she knows. So more will come out and more will come out that has been true the entire time that Gypsy had no idea about, which is really hard to wrap your head around. Like, there's just a lot going on here. And the two are getting benefit over benefit over benefit, except for Gypsy, who's getting all of these benefits and also told that she's literally going to die any day now and Mm -hmm. that she is like the most fragile human being there ever was. Which is just difficult, especially when you are growing up and when that is not being allowed to happen. You know, even just hanging out with girls and talking about boys was like, quote unquote, perverting her. Yeah. And to talk to a guy, she got slapped and called a whore. Yep. At a concession stand in a movie theater. Outside of a Disney movie. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like the environment that she's growing up. And I just feel so bad. Um, there's just a lot of victims here, you know, mm-hmm. just all around. I mean, obviously, Dee Dee is stabbed and dead. She is a very real murder victim. But like even the whole town, you know, just to be that scared about what's happening in your own neighborhood. It's mm-hmm. terrifying. Next time, we are going to get into the investigation and the trial. And I'm really excited. All right. A lot comes out next episode. So definitely stay tuned. 
definitely stay tuned. Definitely do the thing where you like follow and tell Ooh, a friend yes. and repost and mm, mm, uh, mm. maybe leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Hell you yeah. can make our whole day. And since we can do this now, if you wanted to go onto our Instagram, that's at about time for true crime pod with periods in between every word, which is a b o u t period t i m e period f o r period t r u e period c r i m e period p o d because podcast was too long. You could go to our <laughs> link tree, <laughs> and if you wanted to get the pod a little coffee because we are recording so early, we do have a Venmo link up there now, which would be super cool. Obviously, you know. Everything that we're doing right now, we're doing because we love and it is fun and it's a good time for us. But, you know, the software, the distribution, none of that's free. So it is always just nice to have a little bit of support. But that's why it's just get us a coffee because we like doing the rest of it. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, um, oh, oh, my. Sexy. If you wanted to send us your pod pets, send us case recommendations, send us your feedback on anything we've talked about, send us anything. You can do that at the Instagram. You're more than welcome to send us a quick DM. But if you have something longer that's not going to fit in however many characters they allow you, Hell yeah. then you can send us an email. And if you wanted to email us, you would do that at about time, the number four, tc at gmail.com. So that's A-B-O-U-T-T-I-M-E, numeric four, tc at gmail.com. And Keep posted because I do think that on our Instagram, we'll probably go over some merch racks, some merch ideas for people to vote on, see what you're into. Yes. If you have a design that you'd want to see, you are free to send it. We will definitely give you a shout out. But otherwise, we will be coming up with some and sort of laying it out there to see how people are feeling. Yeah. we. I want to shout out Liv, one of our yes. very lovely listeners hey, who reached out and was like, yeah, Put some ideas up on Instagram and we'll vote on them. And I'm like, ah, that sounds great. Thanks, girl. So. Yes. And, you know, the same just goes with like, are there any quotes or sayings that you want on there that are, you know, good for your ATFTC soul? Heck Um, yeah. Like heinous or. Exactly. Horrible or exactly. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because we will do our best. We want to make this a very fun, exciting, expressive place. So we'll do what we can. And other than that, I mean, today's was a little bit short, but that's because next week's is going to be a lot a bit long. Hell yeah. So we hope that you're doing well. I hope that you all had a very good 4th of July. I know that's been a little bit past now, but um, for those of you in the U.S., I hope it was great. Mm-hmm. And other than that, I mean, we're chilling. I hope you guys have a good week. I hope that coworker showered this week. I know. I hope your weird coworker isn't also in your kitchen. Yeah, it's really awkward when I have to come here and talk about it and pretend like I'm not talking about it, you right. know? yeah. So. <laughs> like three feet away, it's just. Uh, yeah, we're not really. Yeah. It, it just hits different. So anyway, um, we <laughs> so, will see you next week. We'll see you next week. Checking on their new perfume. It might be one that you have. Yep. And also, don't forget to give your little pets a little smooch right on the cheek from us because we Hell love yeah. them. Or on the snoot. And oh, on the snoot. If I look at my watch, was that, that? was about, about time, time for true crime. crime. Bye. Bye. Bye.